welcome. Uh, you can actually see this show, unlike half of my tweets, which for some reason Twitter has uh, totally turned off today. It's very, <laughs> very annoying. But hopefully, uh, hopefully this show will make up for the lack of ability to see about half or three quarters of my tweets. Um, how, how are you guys doing? Let's, uh, you know, just jump in. Doing great. Absolutely fantastic. What a time to be alive. Facts. What a time to be alive is correct. Hmm. Um, so we had our mock draft last week, and that was our, uh, other than the draft live streams, that was our most viewed show ever. So Ooh. I appreciate everyone who watched that one. Hmm. That was, and was then, uh, yeah. And then also, you know, we've, we've had uh, those draft live streams were great. They were very crowded, uh, but it was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, um, let's see. Evan, what, tell the people. We did a show together a while back, but yes, I don't know. that how, is right, actually. That was a while yeah. ago, yeah. It was, a, it was some sort of start-sit show that, uh, yes. you know, I don't know how many people watched that. Uh, but, you know, t- tell the people about you and what you like and, and everything else. Oh, what I like. Uh, well, yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoy pizza. Um, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, pizza <laughs> is good. Yeah, I'm, I am over in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Um, I have a podcast, Dynasty Debates. I do some writing and Superflex ranking at Dynasty Nerds. Just enjoy talking ball. And yeah, I was on that show with you a while back. Uh, you have not come on my show yet, which is very rude. But we'll have okay, to- so <laughs> now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's let's talk about that for a second. So, okay, I don't know okay. if there's nobody in the live chat, but if you if you're in the live chat on YouTube, comment something, and we'll put it up on the screen. But I haven't been any comments. Uh, but but if you're here, put put the comments up. I don't know if it is everything just buggy today. Uh, but I, I may not have been on your show, but I listened to your show today. Actually, today I listened to your episode with uh, Jeff Bell that you did, yes. the most recent one. Uh, and I thought it was very good. I think people should uh, go onto their favorite podcast app. Oh, there you are. There's our first comment. It's good. You. It's good. Go onto your favorite podcast app and search the Dynasty Debates podcast. Just Dynasty Debates should come right up. And I suggest that you subscribe. I think it, it's good. I, I would Thank listen you. to it. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I it's don't a lot say of fun. that. I don't say that I listen to every podcast. If you've noticed, if you've I know, noticed, I'll, I'll, I don't say I'll, that every time someone comes <laughs> on. Sometimes I specifically want to avoid that topic. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I haven't listened to their show, I, I but I, I actually did listen to your show today. Uh, I remember Jeff talking right. about his yeah. Bills fandom. Uh, yeah, that was yes. a. It came up. Uh, did it come up in relation to Khalil Shakir or James Cook, or both? Yeah, no. Uh, so we had. Mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we sort of ended up, me and Jeff ended up talking for like two hours on Saturday. So instead of dropping a two-hour oh, episode, I've just, oh, I've like one, split yeah. it all up. Yeah. Okay, so, so there's more to that then. Yes. Yeah. So I'm dropping like Got an episode it. every day this week. So it'll be like a four or five parter, just like 20 or 30 minutes. Try not to kill people with a two-hour long episode. But yeah, you know, we talked about the overall draft and kind of just doing a recap of it from a Bill's perspective. And we were both saying that Shakir in the fifth round was an incredible pick, you know, just from the NFL perspective. And that's, that's a really great value for them. But yeah, I know it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Jeff's a great guy, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, what no, does that mean I'm, for Gabe Davis? Come on now. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they're they're pretty different positions, to be fair. Uh, I think he's uh, more like the replacement of uh, Beasley and uh, Jameson Crowder, probably. You know, he's probably going to hopefully be the slot. I mean, he did a lot of Debo-esque type stuff in college, really, like taking run you know, out of the backfield and things like that. He's a kind of a jack-of-all-trade, really, really interesting dude. I'm amazed that they got him in the fifth round. I genuinely thought he was going to be a third-rounder. Oh, so I was just joking. That's that's the joke oh, on Twitter. What does this mean for third? your days? Uh, I didn't. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't sure he was going to be in the third. Who got that? Well, easy to say that now. That's true. <laughs> that is yeah, true. that's. I mean, that's true. I always I, had I, him pegged as a fifth rounder. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'll, I mean, I saw, I thought that David Bell would go on day three, and I was not right about that. So like, there's yeah, plenty of things yeah. that I got wrong. Uh, but I, I don't think I had Khalil Shakir as one of my guys going on. I mean, to be fair, going into the draft. They were really, I don't know, I forget, it was 14 or 15 guys they cared about, and all but Justin Ross were taken on day one or day two. Nice. Uh, and then Justin Ross went undrafted, which was very sad. Uh, but now sad. he's in the Chiefs. Yep. Yes, well, yeah. Best landing hopefully. Oh, yeah, um, hopefully. Hopefully he stays. Yeah, let's, uh, let's put up some of the uh, chat. So Justin says, hi, hey. How's it hanging? It's pretty good. It's pretty pretty good. Goodness, every time. Yeah, every you're, you're time. never gonna you're never gonna get past I'm that. I'm never gonna leave that one down. No, no you never will. That's that's gonna be. I, Evan, a my permanent... bed was messy one time, one time, and I got roasted for it for a good half hour. Uh was it one time though? Was it, it was really? One time. It was one time. You could see it. You could see it every time. Mm. It was one time. I swear. It might have just been one of those, like, uh, what are those fake backgrounds that you can put up? Where's like a bed? We ma- there's a bed made that. in your picture. Akash brought that up last week. That I have to take it. I take a picture of it like this mm-hmm. and put it as my background permanently. Yeah, there's like really? a cat just sitting in the on the bed in the background, never moves for the entire show. <laughs> I, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Would you actually do that? Yeah. Wow. Not today, but. In the near future, you'll see it. Um, I'm trying to get more people to join the live chat because my Twitter is broken, so I have to go to the other. <laughs> yeah, if you tried to tweet at me, the Twitter is broken. <laughs> it, 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 there are things, there are many problems. It's not showing tweets. The quote tweet is not showing the original Did you say tweet. something mean about Elon Musk? You know, I, I don't really think so, actually. I, I actually think that I have good relations with Elon Musk at this time, but I, I don't think I said anything mean about him. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, taking Willis in the early second. No. Mm, don't do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jesse says, welcome. Uh, we're in the middle of a draft right now. We traded 102 for 104 and 208, and Landon Garrett Wilson feels pretty good. So, okay. First of all, we um <laughs> we often ignore the show sheet if that wasn't uh, that obvious by now. I I just kind of go with the question. For... Yeah, we we've already uh, become derailed from the show sheet, but that's so yeah. There's a lot of things on there that we haven't talked about. Eventually, Ryan will get us back on task. We'll uh, get there. Eventually. We'll get there, but I'll I'll ramble uh, <laughs> as we go. So, what do you think about this? So, traded 102 for 104 and 208, and landed Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I love Garrett Wilson, so I'm I don't hate it. You know, mm. if you didn't need a running back, if you weren't like Jones in for one of the two running backs, then that's pretty pretty great. You know, get it. would have been nice to get maybe a little bit higher than a two hundred eight, but it's nice to get that icing on the cake and still get a stud. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you want to like uh, translate this into some of the stuff that we put on the show sheet? Like, I have noticed really, you know, if you really think about it, that pretty much in every competent draft, Hall has gone 101. And then, you know, it's been from two to five, and occasionally other players work their way in there. But for most people, I love, I still love that mug. I still love that <laughs> mug. Even now, I remember commenting on, on it last yeah. time. There you go. I, de- I definitely commented on it last time. I'll comment on it again. Um, but I feel like Garrett Wilson, uh, Drake London, Traylon Burks, and Kenneth Walker go in an order. Occasionally, Jamison Williams sneaks his way in there. Uh, more rarely, another running back or Kenny Pickett and Superflex works his way in there. Okay, I've seen Olave work his way in there occasionally, but typically Wilson, London, Burks, and Walker go off the board from one from two to five. And I haven't seen much of a consensus order on on those. If I had to lean, I think most people are going with my advice and taking Walker at two. I think that's the most popular, but it's actually funny. I've rarely heard of Walker for, for people ranking it. There's like no in between. Walker's almost either two. Or five. Like, it's either... Yeah. I just noticed that. Like, it's either they rank it based on... I, I have noticed a gap between what I would call the people like me who are the... You know, what is my area of expertise? Like the strategists, the value people. You know, I'm player eval. I'm good at that, but that that's not... Not my area of expertise. My Patreon doesn't give you special metrics or anything like that. You know, it's really a strategy advice. So the people who feel that way typically have Kenneth Walker at 102. The people who are more inclined to just stick to their player eval and be, you know, head first with that tend to have Kenneth Walker at 105 or 106 um, because they just don't think he's that great. So, you know, that that's really more... There's very few people I see putting Walker in the middle of the wide receivers. It's usually the bottom or the top. Uh, but anyway, I, I have them all pretty equal, so I'm fine with this trade. I, I wish you could have gotten more, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, not yeah it would have been nice to get, like, an early second or something, you know, to move back. I know, but I'm still a fan of the, – the players that I've been seeing at 206 in 12-team leagues, I'm still a fan. So, yeah. this is a 10-teamer. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it is what it is. I don't have All it. right. Chris says, uh, hope your week is off to a good start. Nice seeing you. Thanks again for your time. Yeah, no problem. I, I love doing the show. You know, I was told to, to do this more often. So if you're here, like the video, subscribe, hit the bell. Please, please. <laughs> it really <laughs> helps. Um, it really helps the algorithm. It, you know, it helps us get to the monetization threshold for YouTube. Just, you know, I, I hate asking for it. Honestly, I really don't, but hate it that much. But, uh, you know, just to do that for it me. Sounds good to say, though. Uh, that I hate it? Yeah. Yeah, but that's a big lie, and that everyone nice. knows it. That was a nice touch. Yeah. It was a nice <laughs> touch, but it's it's bullshit, and everyone knows it. Um, Kaiser Sose. Hopefully that wasn't Kaiser Sose that we were talking to. No, I know who that is. It's not. <laughs> um, all right, William. I was so excited for this deep dive. Uh, one hour of Brock Purdy content incoming. You're going to get no Brock Purdy content. Um, <laughs> yes. Zero. Uh, Proper degenerates. <laughs> welcome. Oh, Ed. You really think I would pretend that my Twitter is broken just for an engagement trick? Yes. I wouldn't put it past you. 
me yeah <laughs> but i love tweeting i feel like yeah that's true actually yeah i feel like that's unlikely for me um walker was actually still available at 104 but i just don't like him yeah well you know wow we all have opinions uh <laughs> well, we do right i mean yeah, everyone yeah, has yeah. opinions right but you know yeah. i don't have to uh you know i don't have to agree all right nick has uh etn and penny the kenneth walker owner has james robinson thinking about swapping penny for <laughs> j-rob for handcuffing purposes should i ask for a plus so that's actually kind of interesting uh where do you rank i mean who would you prefer robinson or penny robinson i'd probably say penny just off the achilles Oh, well. Yeah, but Penny's never even had an Achilles, and he's still been useless for like ninety-eight percent of his NFL career. And now that Kenneth Walker's there, unless unless Kenneth Walker gets an Achilles, fingers crossed, he will, does not. But uh, I don't imagine him being super useful there. But I uh, I don't have any strong opinions either way, to be honest with you, with both these guys. Yeah, I um, I'd pretty easily take uh, Robinson. So yeah. there, there is still a universe. It. It's unlikely, but there's still a universe in which James Robinson is the Jaguar starter. Whereas yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much of a universe in which Rashad Penny actually beats out Kenneth Walker. No. Um, sitting at 109 and would like uh, JMO or Olave. I would like that too. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about 109 <laughs> and Mike Williams for the 107? Too much? Uh, that feels like a lot. Um, yeah, I think that's too much. Just yeah, to move up two spots. Yeah, but you know, if you if Jameson Williams is actually there at seven, um, then it would be better for a loving no. But for Jameson Williams, I don't mind it. Honestly, I don't really like Mike Williams. So I don't really like him, but I still think he's a valuable player. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't like him, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't have value. And with him just signing another year, you know, three year deal um, yeah. with the Chargers and being with Herbert, I just think it's a lot to only if he was getting the one oh seven for Mike Williams, yeah, hundred percent. But if to give the one oh nine and Mike Williams just to move up two spots, I don't love the value of that. Well, remember though that once the rookie draft is over, the artificial market of the rookie draft goes away. So if you'd actually like the players better that you would get i would still do it even if it looks bad on paper but you know just for olave there's no way i would do it it would have to be jameson williams on the clock and then maybe i would consider it but i might do it but for olave no uh when looking at late round rookie running backs do you look at ability to play special teams better chance of making team making the team and at least being dressed for games and available if an injury happens uh maybe but Mm, not really not really no 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 I, mean, I, I think no for me no i i would more look at like i'll give you an example like abram smith went udfa um but he went to the saints and they have pretty much nobody behind kamara so for me it's i look at like pathway to relevance and also i look at my pre-draft evaluation of them did i think they were a good running back um before the draft and if i i thought they were good and they're in a position where they have a chance to make an impact then that's what i would look at more than just because for example you know somebody like Kyron Williams or something probably can contribute on special teams, but that's not really going to give us much fantasy points, really. You know? Yeah, no, I, I'm with that. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about this. I'm a newbie to dynasty, so for trading purposes, um, what should I trade a, tw- uh, a first round pick in 2023 for, if ever? 
if you're new to Dynasty and you're in a startup, just don't trade your 2020 31st. I actually gave this exact advice on my Patreon. I was like, I'll, I'll do it. Like, I'll do it if it's me. But, you know, if I'm just telling you guys to do it, I um, unless you really think you know what you're doing, I would just keep your 2023 first just in case. They're just so valuable. They're only going to go up in value over time. Uh, so I would try not to do that. If you're going to do that, it has to be an extreme overpay. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd really rather not. You know, if you can get, I don't even know what how big of an overpay. Like if you get like, how good does it have to be? And if you can get like DJ Moore, yeah, Deontay I mean, Johnson, yeah, alone, I like. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I think if you're brand new to Dynasty and you're not comfortable, it's probably best not to. One thing I always would try to say is, you know, if you are looking at doing that, try and put it into context of like, is this a player that I would draft in the first round of 2023? You know what I mean? Because if it is, then you're probably okay. Like if somebody's offering you. Yeah, but if you you're know, new to Dynasty, that's probably like if you're new, new, that's we're, we're probably not even at that point of thinking. Like that's, Well, no, I wouldn't say so. I would I would disagree because you you know if this is somebody that you're like, I'm going to be super excited to try and get on my team next year. Or is this somebody that this time next year, you're going to be like, Oh, well, I don't know. You know, like a James. Yeah, or something I, like I will say though, that like people who are new to dynasty could easily think that Keenan Allen is someone that they're excited for to have on their team. And I like, think that I is would... disrespectful. <laughs> well, I mean, I, no, I mean, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I just think that, you know, I would be extremely cautious, um, you know, been trying to move Cortland Sutton in 203 for 104. What are your thoughts on that offer? Uh, well, I would love to do that, but I don't see how you can do that. I, well, there are, there are people. There are people who tell me every day that, well, you know, Cortland Sutton is, looks kind of like DK Metcalf. So because of that, uh, somehow he's going to be DK Metcalf. That, and that is delusional way of thinking. These people... They don't realize how bad Cortland Sutton was in the games that Jerry Judy played. It was bad. Four PPR points per game. No, no, no. Not 14. Not 10. Not even five. Four. Last year. Four. Over 10 games. Not two. 10 games. 40 total PPR points. And Jerry Judy was injured. Jerry Judy was injured. Yes, you can say the quarterback play was bad, but... 40, he couldn't get anything in 10 games. You with, totaled those, with those 40, air yards, though. I don't care. You totaled 40 PPR points in 10 games that Judy played. That bad. I don't care. Cortland Sutton is a hard fade for me. I don't want any part of him. And he's already going to turn 27. Look, Cortland Sutton, this is it. If Cortland Sutton comes out and is bad, you're looking at Cortland Sutton outside the top 100 assets immediately immediately if he's bad for two weeks he's already loses most of his value because he's going to turn 27 early in the season and then if he, he doesn't have years of patience it's now work for his value it's now or never so he either comes out and is good but if he comes out and he's bad you've lost everything you've lost the value. and there are people i would get out from this blind item that i don't believe in before i see it because if you see it and it's bad you won't have another chance. Whereas with Jerry Judy, if it's not great to begin with, you'll still hear, oh, he's only 23 years old. Well, you know, he, there's time. Whereas with Cortland Sutton, you have like one chance. So, yeah, I would get rid of Cortland Sutton. I'd love to do this, but 
you know, unless you have someone who is under that delusional thinking that Cortland Sutton is just going to be DK Metcalf, you can't you can't do this. You you will not be able to make this trade. Uh, but I would love to do it. There's people. Did you guys realize? I mean, I don't know the people in the chat or, or either of you. Like, did you guys realize how bad it was? Like four points a game over 40 total in 10 games, 40 PPR points total in 10 games. I don't think people, I don't think your average dynasty manager realizes it was just that bad. It wasn't oh, just, yes. it was he bad. wasn't just bad. He was one of the, he was probably the worst 90, yeah. 80, 90% snap wide receiver in the NFL over yeah. those 10 games, fantasy wise, the worst. So no, thank you for on Cortland Sutton for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe, you know, if you can't pull off that 104, I would still, I like where you're going with that, though. So I would yeah, still try anything, anything in that top six, even definitely smash, yeah. you know, because you're going to get either one of the top four wide receivers or one of those top two running backs in this class. And, you know, I think I would love to do that for the 203 and for <laughs> Sutton, you know, be able to move up into that. Yeah, I, I just... You know, I understand that there, and the reason I haven't dropped Cortland Sutton off the face of the earth is there is the universe in which he comes back and is great. But, you know, I think my probability is betting on the side that he's not. So, you know, I, I think other people see it more in favor that he's going to be great is more likely. So I, I think it's more likely he's nothing. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks, Adam. I just uh, drafted Hall 101 and Wilson 105 in my rookie draft, putting too much faith in the Jets. Um, I don't really have a systemic issue with the Jets. Uh, there are very few franchises where I just feel that, uh, you know, the entire franchise has a problem. Uh, and it's usually because I have a problem with who's in the ownership suite and really the current in the current landscape, the only franchise I franchises I really feel that way about are Washington and Chicago. Those two, I just, I don't want any part of those franchises. Those consistently make bad decisions over years and years and years. They're always bad. It's always a, a new problem. I would they throw never, the Jags in there as well. Uh, the Jaguars. Mm. Yes. And no, I, I don't really like their ownership suite either. But I don't think they're as bad as the other two. Chicago is the one that, you know, is in no, no danger of the ownership changing. And they're consistently incompetent. Every year, it's always bad. You know, they, they had an incompetent Ryan and an incompetent Matt as their uh, general manager and head coach. And they've replaced them with another incompetent Ryan and an incompetent Matt. Uh, but then again, Jacksonville just had like the 101 and took apparently the best quarterback. Yeah, that, your luck, and now they're fair, at the 101 again. <laughs> Jacksonville so, is just as bad be, in yeah. a way. Because they I think they've spent like a billion Kentucky. pounds on rookie picks in the last 10 years or something ridiculous like that. Like they're yeah, probably right. So badly bad. But I, I actually am more worried about Chicago. Chicago is the one I'm the most. Like, the Jets are not that high on my list, actually, of, of teams that I'm worried about. The Jets had a great draft. The yeah. Je- I actually like Joe Douglas. There's, I don't have a problem with Joe Douglas as the general manager. Really, what happened with the Jets is they hired Adam Gase, who was a terrible coach, and that took them down for two years. That was a really bad decision. Uh, and, the, and the previous general manager was also bad. But Joe Douglas has actually been a pretty good general manager so far. So I, I don't really have an issue with him. I mean, he's the same guy who drafted Elijah Moore. You know, Zach Wilson, we'll see. 
but apparently every NFL team had Zach Wilson essentially as the quarterback too and the second overall pick. So it wouldn't whoever was there would have made the same choice. Uh, so, you know, it's, hard, it's harder to fault them on that one. And I don't know. I, again, I love their draft this year. They got great value in their draft. So I don't have a systemic concern with the Jets like I do with the, with the Bears. The Bears are the team that I just – they're the ones I think are tanking. The Bears are doing what the Lions did last year, in my opinion, which sucks for Justin Fields. Uh, okay. In a startup, I traded the 23 first, second, and third for 302. I mean, it would be nice if you – well, it would be nice if I knew who you picked at the 302. Yeah. But I, on paper, the 302 is worth more than that. Uh, so I, I like the move. Um especially if you know what you're doing and you're comfortable trading your 23 first away, I don't mind the move. Um, but it commits you to competing. Once you trade your 23 first away, you're committed to competing. So, you know, just be aware of that. You know, you probably don't want to draft a team with all young guys. You want to draft some old, you know, some competing assets if you're going to do that. A uh, sudden is the new DK. Yeah. Laughing emoji. What's up? Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yes. Fully understanding the fluidity of the dynasty market takes time. Absolutely. Even, you know, even with my longstanding patrons, like they do their best to, if you spend, you know, a couple of years at this point with me, like you can try to replicate it, but it's, it's it, still not me. Like it's, it's still not quite the same. It, it takes a lot of research and a lot of time to really get it. Uh, 106 is on the clock and I might get picket auto, oh, may get picket auto drafted. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. K- keep us updated if, if it's going on during the show. All right. Uh, traded Pitts 23 first Jacobs, Rondell Moore for Jefferson 102 and Irv Smith. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Superflex not tight end premium. Interesting. I think this trade is interesting. Uh, but it's pretty easy for me. Yeah. It's pretty easy. I think mm, actually it's not that easy. Yeah, it's not that easy. I'm I'm taking the Jefferson side, even though I love Kyle Pitts. Mm. Uh, would I really do that? Yeah, I probably would do that. I probably would. And not to, if it were tight end premium, I think I would, I would consider that side significantly more. Uh, without the tight end premium, less so. Def- I definitely agree with that one. Yeah, it's interesting one. Oh, no problem. Oh, yeah, no, we did did that. Yeah, about a year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I have Herbert Lamar and Lance. I decided to trade Lamar 103 and Ayuk for uh, uh, Cousins, Debo, and 101 Thoughts. Let's see. All right, uh, what do you guys think about this one? So basically, let's see here. So Superflex, Titan Premium. Or no, sorry. Superflex, PPR. Herbert and Lance still traded Lamar. Oh no, three and Ayuk for Cousins, Debo, and the one one. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess at the one one you're gonna get what Brees Hall, and then so you basically gave up Lamar and maybe Garrett Wilson or something like that, and Ayuk for Debo, Cousins, and the one one. I mean. I really like Lamar, and I think you know he's got a lot to offer. Cousins is underrated, so he will give you value. Um, Debo is obviously an upgrade from Ayuk, and it's nice to get Hall as well. It's not a terrible move; like I don't hate it. It's not like oh man, that was that was a bad move. Uh, I'm not sure 
I'm not sure that it's like a, a smash except like, oh my gosh, this is the best move I've ever seen. But it's certainly not a bad move. I mean, if you're happy to, um, like if you needed help at the running back room, now you've got Brees Hall, you've upgraded to Debo. Um, and then Cousins is still serviceable, like especially as he can be your third quarterback now, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I it's tough though. I mean, with the, with the talk about Lance and the coach speak that's been coming out, I, I don't I'm know. I'm not worried I, about that. I'm, I'm not, not so worried, worried about that. that. I have to bring. I'm not worried about that either. But you have to bring it up in a trade scenario like this when you're trading away Lamar Jackson. I know Kirk yeah. is solid, but I think I would just hang on to Lamar here. Yeah, like I, I, because I would say Lamar is like my QB four or five in Dynasty, yeah, and then five cousin, for me. Five yeah, cousin, for me. Yeah, Cousins is like in the teens, I think. You know, well, like yeah, he's the maybe, clear 15. five now. Before it was very close. I, I had. Allen at one, Mahomes at two, Herbert at three, and it was close between Kyler and Lamar, and then Hollywood Brown went from <laughs> Lamar to Kyler, so it made it pretty easy uh, to to pick Kyler at four and then have Lamar at five. I have Burrow at six. Uh, but anyway, now for me, if I look at this trade, 103 and Ayuk actually is similar value to Debo. It's, it's close, but I, I'd rather have Lamar over Cousins on 101 pretty easily. So... I'll take the Lamar side. Um, yeah. Just so 302 equals Waddle. So it was 302 for 23 first, second, and third. I'd rather have Waddle over that. Waddle, even a super flex, is worth two firsts. So I'll, yeah, I'll take Waddle. I, I love Waddle. So yeah, that's fine. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with but that. But I honestly, like, I'm not sure that Waddle. Well, actually, I have Waddle ranked 26 overall. So it's, it's not a. It's not a bad. Uh, it's not a bad pick. Um, oh, I, I did a trade recently. Uh, involving the 101 I, I can i'll just say it um it was um trevor lawrence and i got trevor lawrence and a 23 second for the 101 and the 23 third so you saw me put this trade in, in the group chat ryan um i assume i mean that sounds pretty good what was the trade i missed it so i got um lawrence and a 23 second for uh trading away the uh 101 and a 23 third so essentially, okay, yeah. So I got yeah Lawrence plus for Hall essentially. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. I think people have really freaked out on on Trevor Lawrence. I know. Need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I do love Brees Hall. I I do trust Doug Peterson with Trevor Lawrence, as we saw what he did with Carson Wentz. We know how that has all gone recently, but we'll see. The management is still dysfunctional. I don't know. It, it feels e- it feels kind of even, my rankings. Yeah, I, I mean, I still have Lawrence ranked an entire round overhaul. So maybe it's delusional, but I, uh, I mean, it was easy. I, I sent this offer. It was accepted. So I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't have that. Like I guess I didn't have to think about it when it was incoming. I just kind of sent it. I, I didn't think this offer would get accepted. So I was kind of surprised when it was accepted, but I was fine with it. Uh, I only have Lamar and Zach Wilson at quarterback in that league, and this was not a good year to get another quarterback, so I I don't mind getting the, the quarterback room. Actually, a quarterback room of Lamar, Lawrence, and Zach Wilson actually kind of sounds like a typical quarterback room I would have uh, in Superflex. So uh, I I like it. Uh, but anyway, 
Okay, this is a good question. Late to the stream, what's on the docket? So we, we have a show sheet. We have a couple of like debate style, which is actually good for Evan. Uh, I don't know. Did Ryan, did Ryan, did you know that? No, uh, just coincidence. Um, coincidence. Okay, uh, just a coincidence then. Uh, coincidence, it's really good. Um, but yeah, what's on the docket? Yeah, we have a little bit of a debate segment kind of thing, and then we have some other stuff. But with no mock drafts, nothing too crazy. We're just gonna. I think this is gonna be. I'm. I don't know if next week we're gonna talk about rookies. It kind of depends on what our guest wants to talk about. But uh, this will be either the, the last or the second to last show about rookies, and then we'll probably turn our attention to other dynasty stuff. We'll probably do a mock draft, a startup mock soon, uh, either on the next show or the one after. Uh, but yeah, we we don't have any special, overly special segments on, on the on the docket today. Abram Smith, uh, we actually talked about him twenty minutes ago, didn't we? Yeah, right. This I just kind of used him as an example. Really, we were talking about when you're looking at late round running back flyers and rookie drafts. Do you look at yeah. special teams and stuff? I yeah, would for- pick him up, especially because I've seen a lot of people where he's going UDFA like after the rookie draft because obviously he wasn't yeah. drafted in the NFL. But you just have to look at like how thin that Saints depth chart is. Um, and I, I would swoop swoop in and just pick him up if you can get him for free off the waivers and throw him on a taxi squad see what happens i would consider it for me i would say for now the only udfa running back of justin ross obviously i would draft justin ross in the late fourth or early fifth but forgetting about justin ross the only other udfa that have any interest in at all not actually abram smith it's actually kennedy brooks Kennedy Brooks is the only UDFA that I would feel comfortable spending an actual draft pick on. Not even Abram. Abram Smith, maybe. But Kennedy Brooks is the one for me that, you know, unlike Abram Smith, I actually thought Kennedy Brooks was a prospect that should have been drafted. Um, Abram Smith, no. But Kennedy Brooks, I expected to be drafted in maybe the fifth or the sixth round. He wasn't. He went to Philadelphia, which in a way I, I think is even better than New Orleans. Because Philadelphia, Miles Sanders is nowhere near Alvin Kamara. Um, and, you know, Kennedy Brooks is someone that I would, the only UDFA running back I would spend a draft pick on. Abram Smith, I, I would might add in a deeper league uh, off waivers. Yeah. Like that. I just look at my rankings and I don't, I have but enough only, players ahead of him that I wouldn't. Uh, the only wouldn't, problem, though, is with the Eagles is obviously you've got Sanders, you've got a rushing quarterback, you've also got Kenneth Gainwell, and they brought yeah. Boston Scott back as well, I believe, didn't they? So they there's did. a lot of dudes there. They did, but the Saints also re signed Mark Ingram. Isn't uh, he like 37 or 38? He is, but <laughs> to be honest with you, I have more confidence in Mark Ingram than I do Boston Scott. Kenneth Gainwell, I understand. I, I do yeah. think. They, they didn't guarantee Boston Scott, like, any money. Yeah. Um, and they have no one else. The Saints yeah. do still have Tony Jones, who there was a, a little would, bit of. Yeah. No, I would say that, like, I really like the Kennedy shout because I think he was a, he's a talented running back. So I think that's a good one as well. I, would, I don't think you necessarily need to draft Abram Smith. I think that's the beauty of it. I think he goes undrafted in a lot of rookie drafts, unless it's, like, a six-round rookie draft or something. Yeah. I think a lot of, like, four-round rookie drafts, he doesn't get drafted. So you can just pick him up off waivers. Just pick him up for free and throw him on your taxi squad and see what happens. You know, you don't need to draft him, really. Oh, I, I'm with I'm just saying I, I, would, I could spend a draft pick on, on yeah. Kennedy Burke. But honestly – Let's just remember that last year, the most successful UDFA at any position, any at all, was Jarrett Patterson, who is now irrelevant, completely irrelevant. He was the most successful UDFA with all positions combined. So you have years where where there's a James Robinson. You have Austin Eckler. But you have Lindsey. 
2021 where Philip Lindsay is another one. Yeah. But you have whole years like 2021 yeah. where every team, all yes. 30 teams, not one, not yeah. one player who has even who's even on a dynasty roster a year later. So yeah. just remember that's why Justin yeah. Ross rare circumstance to me someone who i know is good i know yeah. justin ross is good we know that justin ross is good we know in college he was good he was a, considered a debbie 101 candidate at a time yeah. at some point like we know yeah. he's good it's just medical so yep. with him i'm willing to take a chance but other than that Kennedy Brooks is the only other UDFA that has really had any positives to me. Other than there was one other, uh, Zonovan Knight, but he went to a horrible situation. I mean, he's stuck on the Jets. And, you know, they just drafted Brees Hall. Michael Carter is entrenched yeah. as the RB2. And they gave Tevin Coleman like six or 700 <laughs> yeah. grand guaranteed. So he's going to make the team. So unfortunately, even though I liked Zonovan Knight as a prospect, I just... I would rather have Abram. I think I'd rather have Abram. Well, it's close. I, I really do. I really did like Zonovan Knight. I, he was. I'm actually more surprised he wasn't drafted than Kennedy Brooks. I would just assume Zonovan Knight would be drafted. Uh, so that was a, a disappointment for me, definitely. Uh, and I'm really. I, I am happy though that I was right about Carson Strong. <laughs> Carson Strong. The NFL saw what I saw. I saw nothing. <laughs> nothing good. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so I'm happy no one wasted a pick on him. Uh, Carson Strong? Yeah. Why, why are we boo? You liked him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, was, I think it was just. Oh, I think it was just his all. medicals. I think it was just oh. his medicals. Oh, I didn't. I mean, I just saw a disaster there. So I he just look. I didn't see anything. I didn't no. know what there was to like. He he has, he was he has great arm strength, and he is one of the more accurate quarterbacks in this class. To be honest with you, uh, to me, if if it were the 1970 NFL draft, maybe he would have been picked. Oh, if it was 1970s, he'd be like the 101. Yeah, but, he <laughs> but would be we're, in, we're in he's, 2022. He's, yeah, he's very talented. And he he can't just move. unfortunately his medicals are not going to yeah, check out. He can't even move. He can't move yeah. at all. Yeah. So no, that's, that won't work in today's his knees NFL. Are screwed. You know, you, you got to be able to do more than run. It's not just about running for rushing yards. You got to be able to move in the pocket. I yeah. mean, with the way it works in today's NFL, you can't just be a statue. Um, especially with all the good defensive linemen that are coming into the league, you, you got to be able to evade a little bit. Otherwise, you're just going to get your ass kicked back there. Uh, with wide receiver uh, salaries inflating, should we be concerned about tight ends like Pitts wanting to get converts, get paid more? Uh, maybe. I. This is too. It's just too much of a rabbit hole, really. It's, yeah, it's too galaxy brain. I think we can just like, worry about that one. Years back, it's just yeah. I, I'm with I'm with the it's too galaxy brained idea for sure. I just I, we can't. It's it's hard enough to play dynasty as it is, <laughs> let alone with a hypothetical maybe that might happen. <laughs> you know that's that's a little difficult. Yeah, one hundred one or one hundred three in Ayuk. Um, so essentially, Hall. Would you give up going from Hall to one of those other that next tier for Ayuk? I would not. I would just take Hall. Uh, it just depends for me. It depends on what my makeup is like. If it's a one-on-one that I earned, and so therefore I'm rebuilding, um, I might move back because then I'm getting one of the top, if not the top wide receiver, and I'm getting another decent wide receiver. You know, could be a wide receiver three for just the one one player. But if I'm like trying to go for it and I need like running back depth, then I would just probably take the one-on-one. A one-on-one all the way. I, I think for me, it's just uh, the value of Hall is um, is too much. I did get an offer. I got an offer just now, um, which is interesting. You want me to read it? Do it. Okay, so 
the offer is let's see if I can pull it up. All right, here I got it. So it's Travis Etienne, 104, and a 23 second for 107, 108, and 109. Uh, 12 team super flex premium. Not that the Titan premium would matter. So wait, hold on. That was a lot of picks. So, so you All right, give. Let's read it again. So yeah. I have 107, 108, and 109 now. Okay. The offer is Travis Etienne, 104, and one and 23 second. So essentially, you're giving up three later first for Etienne and an early first and a second next year. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm not a huge Etienne believer. Neither um, am I. So I'd probably stick with your three first just because you, you could get Jameson Williams to drop. You could get one of those dudes, you know, something like that. Just I don't knowing know. that knowing who's at 106, <laughs> I have the one I have the 105. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So and knowing who's at 106, it's it's someone very smart. I okay. think that the uh it, it's Skip Newton. Uh so the odds that that happens gonna fall to, are, yeah. are that Jameson Williams falls, that, yeah. that he makes the wrong choice to me are low. Yeah. Uh, so my guess is what I'm giving up is what I would pick would be Pickett, Olave, and Sky Moore. So it, let's let's say that's really the case. Let's say it's Kenny Pickett, Olave, and Sky Moore, those three, or you know whatever 104 is, Etn and the second. I'd rather have personally. I'd rather have Pickett, Olave, and Sky Moore. See, I think I would too. Yeah. I don't think it's a. It's not a bad. It's not a bad offer. It's not a terrible offer. If you liked Etn, or if you believed in, depending on who's there at 104, uh, Hall went first. The pick was finally made. He didn't know he was on the clock. <laughs> um, I traded him that pick, but he didn't know the draft was today. Um, but anyway. I just think that, you know, I like the 104. I like ETN. Um, I'd probably rather have ETN over any of those players. But I just think that the fall off from any of those to a 23 second is massive. Mm. Um, and, you know, I just. And I think you know, as well. Any of, league, any of my league mates are listening to this pod. They now know <laughs> who I want to pick. Yeah, um, don't say. I mean. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't I don't care. I, this is the only league I even play solo anymore. And, you know, it's whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, I, I know you're not really big on him, but I personally think Olave is very good. I think he's really underrated, and especially with this rumor coming out that Michael Thomas is still struggling to come back. I saw that. I mean, dude, Olave yeah, could literally that. get 110 targets this year. You know, like, and he has the speed and the route running to stretch the field. And, James, you know, James, famous Jameis loves chucking it down. So, I, it wouldn't surprise. I think there's a world in which you know Alave numbers wise is the wide receiver one this year for the fantasy. You know for the for the rookie wide receivers, not necessarily even saying because especially with Jameson Williams possibly being slow to come back this year and things like that. I mean, I think Olave's a very good player, man. So I, I would definitely stick with your side of it because you, you're very likely to get Olave, Pickett, and Sky Moore. You know. Well, that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. Exactly. If like, someone makes a mistake, that's the worst case scenario. That's what I would pick. Those, those yeah. are the seven, eight. Those are my seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, exactly. But that's worst case scenario. Um, and I think even if you take Sky Moore there, people, you know what people are like. The hype is just going to keep growing. I know. So you could probably I, flip I, I, him, I know. You know. Yeah, I just kind of feel like, yeah, it just feels a little, feels a little light. Um, and you know, I just don't know if. Yeah, I think I'd rather have the. Uh, 
the three the three players but yeah it, it is it is a fair a fair offer it's not a bad offer. I was also offered a not fair offer that I'm going to decline. I already did. Uh, it was 102. Yeah, I have 105. So it was to trade up from 105 to 102 for the 202. So 105 and 202 for 102, and I snapped the climb. I was like, well, I don't see a difference between the 102 and 105, really. So I'm not going to give up. I don't want to move up, you know, to the the uh, 102 from 105 at all. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. But anyway... Let's see. Uh, where were we? I'd want the Lamar side. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I gave up D- Derek Henry and Keenan Allen to get the one on one in twenty three seconds. Didn't love the deal. I love it, Clint. Clint, you how know do you better. not love that? I love yes, that. Clint, you know Come better. On. You know better. I wish better. I could get that. Yeah, you know better than not to love it. You should love it. You did a great job. I, I give you a plus. A plus. Hold that W, Clint. Just like Jameis Winston. Thoughts on Tua? Uh, do we need to do this again? Um, he is boring. Boring. Uh, uninterested. I mean, he is what he is. I, I think that we'll see. We'll see, but I don't think he has much of a ceiling. We'll see. We will. I mean, Tyreek Hill now. I like that. Yeah, well. We'll I see. Wish- <laughs> is the hip fully healed? It's never going to fully heal. It it wasn't. I mean, I think last year it looked healed, and he still wasn't all that great. Yeah, hey, yeah. I get behind that. We know what I think about Tua. Uh, is a twenty three first and second too much to pay for Deontay Johnson? Uh, n- not really. I- I'd rather pay less, but it's not too much. I don't think. No, Deontay's good at football, so. We want good football players in our dynasty teams. At least that's so what I think. I'm picking him up everywhere as long as I have a bench spot. <laughs> I'm guessing not Deontay Johnson. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Oh, oh Ross. Is this Abram Ross. Smith? Oh, okay. Ross. Gotcha. Late yeah, third's yeah. too high for me on a UDFA. The hit rate for UDFA is just essentially nothing. Um, so not taking one of the late third. At 109 is Superflex Draft. Do you have a strong opinion as Skymore being a must draft crazy to want Watson there? Well, I literally just said that Skymore was my 109 uh, and I didn't list Watson. So Watson luckily I have the 110, 111, and 112 in that league. So I might get Watson anyway. Um, He's reading our show sheet. Did someone send it to him? <laughs> yeah. That question's on there. We're going to get to that. Uh, 201, too high to target Damian Pierce. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. The hit rate on fourth round running backs is low. 201 is too high. You just saw what happened to Michael Carter, right? Like, he was good, but then he wasn't good enough to stop them from drafting Brees Hall. And I honestly think that Michael Carter was a better prospect than Damian Pierce. So, just this, I have the same exact concern. So, and the Texans have lots of extra draft picks over the next couple of years. So, the odds that Damian Pierce holds this, he has to be probably at least as good as Elijah Mitchell was. And they still drafted a third round running back. He might be the backup. I think he is the backup to the Tyrion Davis price. But even in that case, they still drafted another running back. And Elijah Mitchell was way better than Michael Carter. So I don't think Damian Pierce, it would be nice if he even did what Michael Carter did. So yeah, 201 is too high for me. Uh, I just like, is Damian Pierce ever going to be worth a first? Probably not. So you just took him at a ceiling. Um, 101 Elijah Mitchell or T Higgins or 111. Sorry, 111 Elijah Mitchell or T Higgins 208 and 23 third. 
Um, Higgins side for me. Yeah. Easily, yep. right? I mean, this is not close. Um, yeah. It's always good when we agree. Uh, okay. 10 team Superflex, no 10 in premium. Hall and what else for Deshaun Watson? Uh, well, in a 10 team Superflex, Hall and Watson are not that far off. The quarterback loses a lot of value in a 10 team Superflex versus 12. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, like a lot of people, most people have a fairly stacked quarterback room in a 10 team. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. 12 team super flex uh with idp above uh, i don't oh this one yeah no it's still oh, the 111 yeah. yeah it's still higgins don't think uh, linebackers for super flex wentz or james cook james cook james cook <laughs> yeah i'm sorry wentz <laughs> it's not wentz. It's, it's not wentz wentz sucks uh okay this is a good question from bj who do you like behind bateman and baltimore still no landry news so if i had to choose I would say, uh, you know, Devin Duvernay, but I don't, I think that Baltimore is going to sign one of the remaining players. <laughs> uh, probably actually Landry is the most likely. It's going to be someone who doesn't care about their numbers anymore. Someone who's at the, like, I think that's why I think Will Fuller is a little less likely. Because uh, he's a little bit younger, but I do think Landry or Julio Jones is likely to end up in Baltimore and serve as the nominal two. They're 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 on the back end of their career. They're at this point, neither of them have won a, a title. I don't right. I mean, I don't think so. Neither of them have won a Super Bowl. Uh, the Ravens are, you know, even though they're a run first team, I expect them if Lamar is healthy to be a good team, a, a good competitive team. So, you know, even if their numbers aren't going to be great, I, I, that's where I think Landry or, or Julio Jones goes. Um, if not, then someone will step up. But honestly, like, unless Bateman got hurt, I won't bother really, other than to, you know, like I said, I would consider putting Devin Duvernay or Tylen Wallace on the back end of my roster, but I'm, I'm not rushing to even do that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because some people, you can probably grab Tom Wallace off the waivers at the stage. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it could be worth a little stash if you've got the extra room just to see what happens. But I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be freaking out about it. <laughs> yeah, I think the Ravens are going to play base 12. So, I guess that would kind of rule out Devin Duvernay unless he can get out of the slot. I think, uh, yeah, it could end up being uh, one of those two tight ends that they drafted. Do you know what I mean? Could be playing with Mark Andrews a lot. So I would rather stash one of them. Yeah, then exactly. uh, one of the wide receivers 100%. for sure, uh, especially in a tight end premium. Yep. But I don't really want those tight ends either. I just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I do, if we get, it's also the kind of thing where if we get to August and the depth chart is still the depth chart, then I might consider, I just don't think you're missing out on much. And you don't know which one it is. It could also, there's also James Prochet is still there. You really, like, I really have no idea I would think Devin Duvernay is ahead just because he's the only one who's actually played. But, you know, Tylen Wallace fits better if it's going to be a 12, a base 12 offense. And uh, James Prochet, who knows? So I don't, since there's three of them, I would yeah. say this is not a priority stash for me. If, if we get to August and they have not signed a veteran wide receiver, then, and we get some camp statements, who is really yeah. excelling? I'm still not going to roster all of them, but I will do some research and call my shot on one of them. Uh, and I would think it would probably be Devin Duvernay. Um, 
Oh, what's up, buddy? What's up, Dylan? Who's is Dylan? Someone you know? One of my friends, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I have Mitchell a- Swift and ETN and Dynasty thoughts on that. Well, we talked about ETN, and we were all kind of eh, on Luke him. Warm. Luke Warm. Luke Warm. Uh, yeah. Swift, I still really like. Yeah, Swift's awesome. And well, I mean, Mitchell- ETN should be a serviceable running back too for you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, ETN carries a lot of risk for me, though. I mean, he's never done anything. Uh, and, you know, I don't know how he's going to look after his list, Frank. Yeah, I mean, like, if it was me, if I could pa- uh, package Mitchell and ETN together and get, like, one of the studs, you know, like, that'd be cool. That would be nobody great wants to have to, Nobody wants to buy Mitchell, so you're not going to be able to do that. I'd, I'd I don't know. Should. I mean, a lot of people seem to be in this, like, denial that, like, you know, Tyrion Davis price means anything, and they're like, no, Elijah Mitchell is the man. He's going to – so if you've got one of those guys – How are you doing? League, it's me. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. If you've got one of these guys – one of those people. If you've got one of these guys in your league, then you can just package ETN and, and Mitchell together. I know a lot of people that are really excited about ETN. I, I'm not personally one of them, but I know a lot of people are really stoked on – ETN coming back this year and you know they were really high on him so it, it's not impossible you never know yeah I guess I mean well, that's some feelers keeping Swift though don't don't trade yeah Swift don't, don't trade Swift, don't Swift, give it a Swift. Swift <laughs> is definitely a, a solid hold for me all yeah. right Ryan get us back on track where where yeah. are we on the show sheet that we've completely ignored all right we're we're, we're on the very top so we're gonna turn this into like a, a rapid fire kind of thing I guess we we talked about the big six and eight you know variation of players that go first we talked about them enough uh we talked about the qbs settling in at their adp enough you think yeah all right and then here's another one who's being underdrafted and who's being overdrafted so far i don't think we've talked too much about that at their current adps uh i mean i've seen a lot of people saying they're getting Jahan dotson in like the mid second round or something like that i think that's ridiculous so i think he's definitely one of my dudes who i think is being really underdrafted that's for sure if you're getting him in like the mid second round that's crazy talk i i definitely agree i i have zamir white up here the, the josh jacobs fifth year option declined zamir white's going at the early third the raiders don't have that much cap space next year 33 mil they have to bring back you know Rocky Asin, who they just traded for, for Yannick Ngakwe. They have Hunter Renfro, who's going to need a contract. And this coaching staff isn't married to Josh Jacobs. They didn't draft him. They declined the option, like I said. And Samir White could be in for a lot of work. Limited touches in college. No, you don't like Samir White? Come on. Why would I like Samir White? Because all the reasons are just listed. <laughs> but why would I like him? He's boring. Doesn't matter. He's boring. He doesn't boring can score your fantasy points. No, no, no. He's yeah, boring. He can score you fantasy gonna... points. No, no. Why, well, what fantasy yeah. points is he going to score you? I don't think so. How is he going to score That's... you a lot of fantasy points? He has torn both of his ACLs. He has no burst at all, and he doesn't catch the ball. What fantasy points is he going to score you? How ground. is he going to do that? So I, I don't think so. I actually don't like him. I think he's more of an obstacle. I, I think he's an obstacle. I think he could be an obstacle for Josh Jacobs. I think he could get in the way. Um, but I don't really like him as a standalone asset at all. What is like? I just don't see what there is to like. He's personally, the speed. The, I know the burst speed. is a little. What speed? He's, Does he still have four, it? He runs four four. He, didn't he test the combine? Four four I mean, flat. If, if I, I understand that he ran that at the combine, but in the game, he certainly doesn't. The exhibit. game doesn't have. It didn't look quite four four, but I, well, I think. I'm not going to be fooled by the underwear time. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, Ryan. I, I probably side a little bit more towards Tyler on this one just because I think with the new coaching staff, it's going to be a mess with the backfield anyways. Um, with them coming over from the Patriots, you know, they're, they've got Josh Jacobs, they've got Zamir White, they've got Brandon Boldum, they've got Amir Abdullah, they've still got Kenyon Drake. They've got like about 700 Jags on the, on the roster, and it wouldn't surprise me if they use Amir White in like the one, two, then they use Josh Jacobs as the third down pass catching. And then, you know, they bring in Brandon Bolden occasionally. I don't know. I just, I think it's worth a flyer, but I, I certainly wouldn't want to be taking him in the early second or anything like that based oh, on gosh, their... no. his ADP is three Oh three. I'd say like back end of the second, maybe like you're not like after that Rashad white kind of tier, like the middle of the second round, I'd be okay. After the quarterbacks probably too. Yeah, I mean, if I'm just going to take a flyer on a guy like that, though, I, I personally would rather have somebody like Tyler Algier who's, like, you know, going to a, a place where there's nothing happening, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Because once you get to day three, I'm more concerned about opportunity. I'm more yeah. concerned about opportunity than I am about, uh, you know, the player, the actual quality of the player. Because when I take a player, a day three running back, right, I'm usually not actually looking to hold on to that player long-term. I'm usually looking for flip value, flip value. So I want an immediate opportunity and then I want to get out, you know, like I want to get yes. out of that player. So Tyler Algier is more likely to give me that opportunity earlier than Zamir White. So that's kind of, you know, I agree, I guess. I agree. But we still love you, Ryan. True. True. Appreciate that. I mean, it's funny. Ryan and I rarely yeah. disagree. Yeah, and that's okay. I mean, and that's the thing is like I think people are afraid of disagreement, and I think you know respectful disagreement is a good thing. It's how oh, we grow. Sure. It's how we learn. It's how we like sharpen each other. You know, like you, you sort of okay, yeah. Well, what about the you know? And we go back and forth. So. You know, there's none of that Twitter. <laughs> to be exactly. fair, <laughs> I think we've all been we've all been damaged by Twitter. But like actual respectful, <laughs> good disagreement is a good thing. You know, like because you learn from it. Yeah. Um, to be fair, Ryan and I often had like very similar start sit ranks without like comparing at <laughs> comparing all. beforehand. So we we, nice. we became a meme by the end of the season. Um, all right. I took the Higgins trade. I drafted Hall 101 and Walker 106. Walker 106 is great. Uh, I have Higgins, Judy, Juju, Olave, Dotson, Pickens, and Tony. Would you trade Tony for Penny? Um, I'd rather not. Honestly, don't do it. Don't do it. I'd rather not. Tony, I think, has more long-term upside than Penny, but I, I yeah. can understand. I can understand why you want to do it. I mean, the Giants drafted Wandell Robinson. They obviously don't believe in um, uh, Tony as they don't really believe in Tony. You know, they're not. They're not counting on him at the very least. I think we can say uh, so. Yeah, I, I don't hate it, but I'd rather keep Tony. I think he has more upside, first-round pick. Penny is already at four years in the NFL, just turned 26. I don't. There's no dynasty upside with Penny, so I'd rather have Tony. Agree. Agreed, yeah. Even I said I like Penny earlier. I don't like him more than Tony, though, so. It is agreed. <sighs> of course. Oh, boy. Try, oh, boy. Yeah, I'm going to let you handle this one. I'm gonna yeah, and my 12-team Superflex League. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, hello, trying to trade him to you? Yeah, we're not going to do that. Uh, is it, No, we're not going to make an offer. Well, well, I'll just leave it at that. No no offer for Carson Wentz. Uh, big failure. We don't want – so I say, I haven't said this in a while, but the problem is when we accept failure into our lives, it gets us into a habit. 
a bad habit of accepting failure. So when you accept, well, you, well, if you accept failure once, then in the future, you'll think that, oh, I can buy low on failure all the time. And then you'll start buying low on failure. So if we just stop you from doing that to begin with, we'd stop that process from happening, then it will stop you from making a mistake. So we won't do that. No failure for us. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Traylon Burks is being underdrafted. Think, think Dynasty Gamers got too cute over the last few months. I, I don't think I got that cute. I still have him pretty high. He's going uh, right where he should be. Maybe maybe a spot lower, but like... I think he's, he's really, really lucky because like he landed in literally the perfect situation for him. Like literally, if you could handpick the situation for him, it would have been go to Tennessee and replace A.J. Brown. So I think he's lucky in that. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Kind of, if you squint, it kind of reminds yeah, yeah. you. Of Brown. Um, all right. What do you think about Rashad White? I'm one pick away at 204, and he's still available. Um, my RBs are brutal. All I have is Connor and Acres. Cook went at the as the RB three at 202. All other backs are available. Um, hmm. I mean, I actually just talked to Jeff Bell. We went through all the running backs, so we actually talked – tomorrow's episode is going to talk about Rashad White as well. I like Rashad White. I think he's a great pass-catching back, but the thing is um, I think we just need to temper our expectations, You know, especially this year. I mean, Leonard Fournette is already there. He's already the man. They've given him a new contract. Tom Brady loves him. We don't know. The truth is we don't know how much of a role he's going to have this year. So if you're trying to draft him right now to use this year um, – I don't know. I mean, I'd be a little bit hesitant, but I think he's a good, you know, in a good situation, but you just don't know yet. We don't know. Um, when I watched his tape, I wasn't really overly happy with his pass protection and things like that. Sometimes that doesn't matter, but with Tom Brady, I think it does matter. I don't think Tom Brady likes getting popped um, on a blitz. No, he doesn't. So, you know, I think for him to be able to get on the field is going to be on third downs initially, unless Leonard Fournette gets injured. And so if Leonard is healthy, the only way for Rashad White to get on is probably through the third down work. And that's only if he's showing himself really good in the pass protection, things like that. So I would say, yeah, he's a fine pick at 204. I don't think it's an overly big reach necessarily, but I don't, I just think you need to manage your expectations. I wouldn't be expecting, you know, an RB2 uh, pick for your 204 this year. That would be my take. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this next comment, and I see the other receivers still there, and I'm I'm leaning with the other receivers, some of them. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I would take George. I would take Pickens. George Pickens. Over him. Yeah, yeah I only take Pickens over him, but I would take Pickens over him, not yeah. the other one. Uh, and and really, out. because I mean, Pickens landing in the Steelers is like that's insanely that is beautiful. That is Chef's yeah. kiss, perfect. Mm-hmm. So, Second three, round draft yep. capital is pretty good. Yeah, um, they know how to do thought- it over there. My thought was Tony and 23rd for Penny and 23 2nd, but I want the RB security. Um, that's better. That's, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I get, I get wrapped year. up in quarterback and super flex value. Yeah. Tyler failure rants are my favorite. I appreciate that. One on one and DJ Moore or DK and 23 first. Uh, which side KCC shows it's equal? Um, hmm. Yeah, one on one and DJ Moore for me. Uh, I don't think it's. I'll take the guarantee. That, yeah, it's not that close to me. Now, if I'll you take one on one and said, DJ Moore. If you said DK and the one on one through one on three next year, then I then I'd be all over <laughs> then it. Maybe, but, but I'll still take the one on one. 
yeah, Brees Hall is pretty good. I don't, I don't have a problem with taking Brees Hall. All right, what's next? Uh, do we want to do the overdrafted players or whatever you want? All right, we'll, we'll start with overdrafted. Evan, do you think anyone's being overdrafted currently at ADP that you've been seeing? Um, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, I'm thankful that, like, obviously the quarterbacks have come way down, like, after the draft. I'm thankful people aren't still trying to draft Malik Willis at the 102 or anything like that. But, um, <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I have heard some people saying to still draft or that they would still be willing to draft Malik Willis in the first round. I think that's a bit crazy. It's a huge um, mistake, it, yeah. Yeah, like if you're drafting him in the first round, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know what you're doing. Unless, like, you're like Tyler and you have literally every first round pick, you know? You're like, I've I'm got still, the one one to one player. I'm um, still not going to draft him Exactly. Like, I, I still wouldn't do it, but, like, I could I could maybe, if you really just love him and believe him and you want to take him at the 112 because you had all 11 other picks, maybe. But, no, no. I, I, I don't. I don't no, think no, that's even in that even in that scenario, why would I do that? Just because I have all the you picks. Want to because you're just like it's like you know big dick energy. You're just like, but I <laughs> I don't care. Like, no, um, I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I I wouldn't take him in the first round, honestly, at all. Like, I really wouldn't. So I I don't think there's a lot of people saying that. I I think I've seen a couple people, but I think they were just being like hot takey to say it for the sake of it. But um, honestly, man, I mean, I know some people are getting really like getting their uh their panties in a bunch over james cook going in like the early second late 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 first but uh i love james cook i I love a question for you guys i'm being asked by the person who sent me the offer the 107 108 and 109 offer why you guys didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) i thought they were watching this (laughs) well i feel like okay to be honest of the three of us i feel like i'm actually the one who considered it the most like huh? I'm the one who liked it I the guess. best. Well, there you um, go. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but I just like I said, the main reason being I like I'm, I'm I like the player, the range of players that you can get at the 107, 108, 109. Personally, I like them quite a lot, and then. I'm not a huge fan of ETN. And then when you couple that with the fact that what was the other piece you were getting like a 23 second or something? Yeah. 23 second. Yeah. Like 23 second second. That's going to be a better class. It's going to be a deeper class, but still a 23 second is like, you have no way of knowing, is it going to be the 212? Is it the 201? You know, and the 212, yeah. I mean. Also Walker went at the 102. So that 104 wasn't going to be Walker. I see yeah. they're going to be Wilson or London. Yeah, and I mean, I think so. I think even just from an assets standpoint and things like that, I mean, I, I just think it's a better deal for you to keep your your three first. Yeah, how good? What what would it have to be for you to? Uh, what what would be better? What was his offer? Was it was it ETN and the one of four? ETN one of four and twenty three second for one oh seven, one oh eight, and one oh nine. Like if he'd offered ETN the 104 and the 23 first, I would have probably, I would have really thought about it. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely do that. Hold on a second. I would definitely do that. But but you've got to think that like ETN is worth a first still. So, I mean, he's giving you two firsts and a second for three firsts, you know? Yeah. it's really ETN that I don't want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ETN's Um, like RB20 or something in my rank. So I I don't really. Yeah. I wish I wanted it more, but I I just don't. And um, especially because Doug Peterson is is his is like he's notorious for using a running back by committee. So we're not, you know, expecting him to be the dude and get like 150 targets and stuff. I mean, it may happen. It may happen, but I don't know. I'm just not in love with him. Yeah. I'm thinking I should probably just like sit tight and just uh take what I get, right? Yeah, dude. Do it. Yeah. 
I'm, Especially I'm like, you know, dude, we know as camp hype grows, people love Patrick Mahomes. They love the Chiefs. Sky Moore is going to skyrocket in value. You're going to get a 23 first and something else. Like, come like, I kind of feel that way. And like, you know, I really do. I don't know. I, <laughs> as weird as this is, like, if it were as weird as it is, so I have the 110, 111, and 112 also. As bizarre <laughs> as this is, I almost feel like if it were, I don't know, if the offer were slightly better, like, I feel like it would be difficult for me to change his side. I guess I could, but changing his side would be difficult. I feel like it would actually be my side that would have to change, you know, making, because his side, there aren't a lot of other pieces. It's not so easy to change his side of the deal, but it would probably be my side. Just tell Um, him to make it a 23 first. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Well, it should. I mean, obviously, well, the people. I already, I know it's not going to happen. But why do you say that? The people you play with obviously hate rookie picks. You have the entire first round. And you're just That's true. I've, it's, so, I've so they clearly don't. They clearly don't value. Asked, I specifically asked about that twenty-three first, and I, okay. he said no. Oh. So. Yeah, he literally just messaged me, being like, "23 first is not going to happen." Um. So he he, uh, he appreciates. He's watching. Um, oh, okay. Well, but anyway, I, I am the hustle. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna counter, and we'll see. We'll see what he does. Um, I think he'll reject it, but that's okay. I I can live with it. All fun and games. Yeah, I can. I, I can totally. I can totally live with rejection. Um, but yeah, I just I just have to decide what I'm gonna counter. Is 107, 108, and you know, how bad, you know, who do I really want? I mean, you told him to tune in. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I know he's listening, but I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, he's going to see the counter when I, when I make it. <laughs> oh, That's hey, true. Kyle. I did. Um, yeah, it's tough to negotiate this way. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I really don't give a shit anymore. Um, what, what else is, oh. Uh, 14 team Superflex uh, have Darnold earliest. You would take um, Corral. Uh, I don't know. Mid second. Where do I have Corral? I mean, in a 12 team Superflex, I have Corral 23rd overall. So 14 team, maybe 18 or 19. It, it increases the value of quarterback a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you've got Darnold. Pfft. <laughs> and you're and you're uh planning on using him i mean i would be yeah i'd i'd be rather i'd rather be safe than sorry you know like i'd reach up into the mid second for sure yeah i i fully agree on that one but do we want to get into our rookie breakdowns i feel like we yeah let's do, let's it. do it so so are we gonna rank them as a list and how we order preference them we're gonna go through them because there's three per list so we're not just choosing between two or do you just want to choose an overall winner of the three uh whatever well, well we'll think of it as we go but these three players are in each group we have them similar adp same position we're gonna we left a few players out like reese hall we obviously left out because 101 you know uh kenneth walker because there's no close comparables but you get the point so we're gonna go into our first group and we're gonna compare the three big wide receivers we have Traylon burks garrett wilson and drake london so ty you want to start us off you want to start talking about uh I'm going to start with Traylon Burks. I mean, th- this one I feel like we've talked about so True. much. Like, 
we've talked about how these guys are all in the same tier. And, you know, Evan, I had listened to you. You talked about this. Uh, you, didn't you, didn't Jeff get into this a little bit? Um, um, well, I know Jeff talk- talked about it. He talked yeah. about something with Wilson. And he has Wilson as his one, right? I think he mentioned the fact that, oh, I think he was talking about they did a couple of rookie drafts pre-NFL draft, and it was Superflex. Uh, okay. And I think he talked about how he took Malik Willis at the 102 because oh. he felt like that was what the market value was of him, but he wanted to take Garrett Wilson as his 102. And so I think he was talking about the pros and cons of like doing those pre-NFL draft, like rookie drafts. So I think that's where that came up because we didn't actually get into wide receivers much. We were mainly focusing on running backs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I can't believe if you took Malik Willis at the 102 in a pre in a pre draft uh, like in a pre rookie draft um, a pre NFL draft rookie draft you got to be like really upset right now right Oh yeah I mean that's that's yeah that's hard man that is that is tough to come back from and that's I, I honestly like I know people talk about it and joke about it all the time on Twitter and stuff but like that is one of my biggest like reasons why i'm like hey if you're in real leagues with like money involved and stuff i don't want to be doing pre pre nfl rookie drafts because you know things like that matter like if it's third and fourth round picks yeah who cares you can kind of like make up your own mind and say who you thought was good or whatever but man when you're talking about like the 102 especially if you're trying to rebuild and you earned the 102 and then you just wasted it on malik willis like you're gonna be raging i know oh also i countered so we'll see what he says but we nice. i won't uh drama get that reply yeah let all right I, yeah are we just so are we just saying who we like most to least in that group? Is that what you're asking, Ryan? Yeah, we could I do think that. that's that was the yeah. part of it. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, pre-draft, um, Wilson was my one, Drake was my two. And so for me, oh, me too. There you go. Genius. Yeah, we uh, great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think for me, honestly, um, I would I would I wouldn't have any major uh, qualms, but I would probably flip it slightly. I would probably go Drake as my first option and Garrett as my second option now yeah. based on landing spot because he's going to, I mean, Drake's just going to be force fed targets. Um, and that's what he was already done. You know, that's already what happened to him at USC and stuff like that. So I think he's used to that. So I, I like both of them. I don't think I'm not going to like make fun of anybody for taking Garrett Wilson first, but you know, cause I love him and he was my pre-draft one, but they were fairly close actually. And my scores and stuff. So I, I would probably go Drake then Wilson um, for, being third on that list um yeah i mean i would have wilson first but it, we've talked about this on here before and i'll, I'll mention again i literally have these guys back to back to back in my startup rankings not even just among wide receivers but among everything yeah so take your take your preference of those i i would personally go drake just because i think it's partly just because i love elijah and i want elijah to succeed and so i feel like there's only so many passing attempts and only so many touchdowns to go around with zach wilson so i just feel like it's going to be hard for both of them to hit their ceiling whereas i could imagine i can be happy and imagine drake smashing and pitt smashing over there because they've got nothing else nothing else at all yeah Yeah. they literally have nothing yeah it's just gonna be it's gonna be Mariota and 50 50 balls for the first like half of the season like kyle pitts and drake london just going up and fighting over it doesn't remember the second half but yeah i I think drake london was underrated throughout the process because of the injury that ended the season honestly well, he wasn't by me. I mean, he was my wide receiver too. Oh, not, so he certainly I'm wasn't saying, under- I'm saying by Williams, if he hadn't had his injury, could have been the one. He could oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, he like, was my three. So it was for me. It was Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and then Jamison Williams was my three. So you can't go wrong with any of those three dudes. I think. No, can't go wrong in the top six until you until you do go wrong in the pick bus. But we don't yeah. know that yet. 
We're, we're still. Uh, why? Why are we talking about Traylon Burks like that? <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree mean, I, on that I mean, one, but. Well, I will see. We'll see. It's, it's well, we will see. Yeah. We've talked about these three forever. So yeah. you want to? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to move on to the next the one. Quarterbacks next. We got Malik okay. Willis, Desmond Ritter, and Matt Corral. And this this was a, a okay conversation before the draft, but now it's really interesting. Now that none of them got I know. You know, good draft yeah. capital, because you have Malik Willis, who's probably guaranteed to sit a year. You have Desmond yep. Ritter, who's probably going to get halfway through the season, and then Corral has the earliest chance to start out of the three. I think. So. You think so? Yeah. I think so. I think uh, he beat out Donald easier than, easier than Ritter could beat out Mariota. Uh, that's partially true, but I think that uh, the Panthers are more likely to have an additional quarterback on this roster than the Falcons are. So, and if Jimmy G appears, then then <laughs> Corral is not starting anytime soon. So, I actually I have Ritter the highest. I think Ritter's the one who's the most likely to start because Mariota sucks. And, you know, I just feel like the Falcons are in a deep, deep rebuild, and I think they're going to need to see what they have in Ritter. Whereas I don't think the Panthers wanted to be in a deep rebuild. Um, Maybe they will be. But I still still think, still, even to this day, I do not believe the Panthers and the Seahawks, I don't believe them that they don't want Garoppolo or Mayfield on their team somehow. I don't believe them. The mm. Panthers especially. Because the Seahawks, I don't know if they're rebuilding. I don't know what they're doing. The Falcons are definitely rebuilding. But the Panthers, I don't think, felt that they were rebuilding. They tried to get Deshaun Watson. They have been desperate for a quarterback for so long. And I just feel, I still think that Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be their week one starter, even to this day. And if they are, then Matt Corral is the least likely, not the most. Uh, to, well, I guess Willis is also pretty unlikely, but th- yeah. that's why I have Ritter as the most likely. So I have Ritter with the most value. That's fair. I mean, they didn't rule out trading for Baker before, like right before the show, and a report came out that they're not going to rule it out, but they're not looking super into it. So I, I don't know. Take that for what you will. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's tough. I, I, I think I think I will just say this: I think Ritter and Corral are both interesting. I'm not that interested in Malik Willis at this stage. Um, yeah. Unless it's no, Malik Willis is because the one I don't want. Capital, yeah, exactly. You're almost guaranteed unless, you know, he's Kevin going gets way too high also. Or something. I'm never going to get any Malik ADP's Willis. He's 202 at this point, I believe, in 12 team. I was looking. Wow. Wild. Wow. That's wild. For a third round rookie, like a third round NFL drafted player to take him at 202 is wild. I mean, Ritter's Absolutely. right behind him at 204. But Ritter makes more sense wild. That that's true. Then Corral's at two hundred eight right now. That's where they're kind of settling. So Corral's in. like the best value. Then you can get him almost in the third round. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't list Sam Howell in the group because we're doing groups of three, but I might like him more in the mid third. Oh, in the mid third. Oh, okay. You're saying yeah, if you you'd can rather take, take... If you can take an absolute dart throw in the third or fourth round. I'd rather take Sam Howell in the third. Than Malik Willis in the late first or early second, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. I, I'm with yeah. that. I'm with that plan. Um, yeah, I think Sam Howell is like serious threat to Carson Wentz personally. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it's not looking good from a draft capital perspective. I mean, it's very low hit rate, but I, I just I don't know Carson Wentz. I hope he does well. I hope he does well. Bless him. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence at that one. Look, well. <laughs> I'll say this: I root for. It might not seem like it, but I root for almost every player yeah. outside of your a few. Maybe Deshaun Watson, I don't root for. You yeah. know, maybe a couple players like that. It, it, it's usually, but just players. I might just like their play. You know, I don't. I don't care for the yeah. play of Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield or Juju Smith-Schuster or you know a few others. But it's not like I, I root for them to be bad. Or like I, I want them to fail. I don't, yeah. I don't feel that way. Of course, I don't the feel that way. Either one. I just have some personal beef with Carson Wentz being an Eagles fan. I, well, I, don't, I understand. I don't wish failure on him, but there's some beef there. Well, we know we know how that one goes. But let's get into our next set of players. We got Chris Olave, Sky Moore, and Christian Watson. Two of them got really great spots, and one got elite draft capital. So. Yeah, these these seem to be the 108 through 110 kind of players mm-hmm. after Kenny Pickett or you know Kenny Pickett mixed in. But yeah, I mean honestly, that's I I think it's fairly tough because I like them all three of them for different reasons. Um, I really think Olave is super like disrespected by the dynasty community, considering how good he is and like what he actually produced. Um, and I honestly, just wrote an article saying I liked him, so I don't. I do like him. I do yeah. like him. Just for the record, the record shows good. that I do like good. him. I don't. I don't dislike um, him. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that like he genuinely is probably the most pro ready of all the the wide receivers, you know, coming out in this rookie class. He's so good at his routes. He's got great hands. The Saints desperately need him. The Saints traded up for him. I mean, I just think he's, like I said, if you're a competing team, he's probably the best wide receiver, you know, in that group to have on your roster this year because you can expect him to get loads of targets and expect him to be majorly involved in the offense. But honestly, I really love Sky Moore. I really love Sky Moore, and he landed in such a great spot with the Chiefs, um, you know. So it'd be different if I didn't like him and then I was excited just by the landing spot, like a la Mikul Hardman. Um, you know, I did not like Mikul Hardman. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that is a pretty sweet landing spot. I guess we should think oh, about did you it. get sucked in? No, no, I never – I don't have any Mikul Hardman, never did. Oh, but good. I understood that, like, you know, okay, I'm more interested in him now than I was before, which I wasn't interested at all. <laughs> but, no, for, like, Sky Moore I really like, so therefore he becomes interesting. I would probably go with – Sky, I would probably go Olave, then Sky Moore, then Christian Watson. Prefer me personally. I'm 100%. Got it. I mean, uh, I, I think there wouldn't be as much Chris Olave discourse if he just declared last year. I feel like there's a lot of talk about him not being an early declare. I feel like that's like his biggest knock. Yeah, he should have just come out. Don't you think? <laughs> like, what did he gain? I mean, he was drafted so highly. I guess he maybe he did gain something. He did. Yeah. Well, he certainly didn't hurt himself. You know what I mean? That's the thing. He's like, like he literally. I mean, went, he wasn't going to get drafted higher than eleven last year. Yeah. So With, maybe he was right. And maybe he was. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he was. That's a good point. Maybe he was right. I mean, there's no Jamar Chase in this class. Yeah. So, like, maybe he was right. Huh. That's true. Yeah. I, I guess that, you could that, see it that way. That's his biggest knock, like just not being an early declare. Like yeah. that's all good. Like, there's nothing you know special about his advanced metrics or anything but he's still tested good ranked highly i mean to give you an idea in dynasty here here are the guys i have ranked around him and and you tell me how this sounds so above him uh starting from pretty far above uh pitman jameson williams elijah moore uh hollywood brown are, are a good bit above and then right next to him just above i have uh rashad judy and terry mclaurin that's just above. 
Chris Olave. Then just behind is uh, Amon Ra, uh, Mike Evans, who is old, um, Devonta Smith, and then, you know, more is a bunch of old guys. Ayuk I- is not old. And then there's Keenan Allen and uh, a mix of guys like from Sky Moore, Darnell Mooney, MT, uh, Amari. So he's kind of in the middle of that range. Um, well, we'll pretty... disagree on Devontae Smith. That's about it. That's Well, Devontae Smith, I just don't have any interest in anymore. Uh, I, I have a lobby at. Um, we'll debate that one later. No, yeah, well, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see really, why uh, people. I have a lobby at Dynasty Wide Receiver 26. He's at my 24, so we're very so close. So we're not very far off. Yeah, I have him a couple spots lower, but 26 is, uh, you know, a starter. I mean, you you would expect mm-hmm. to start that player over the next few years. So, yeah. and I don't have, an, you know, any issue. I believe you said you had them in the order uh, listed, Alave, Moore, Watson, which is the order I have them in as well. And they're not yeah. that close to me. They're they're close-ish. Ish. <laughs> But that, that's a good term, ish, uh, close-ish. I like. Yeah, it. I would say for me, Alave. The difference between Alave and Moore is slightly more than the difference between Moore and Watson. Um, slightly more. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would put Moore and Watson in the same tier, and I would almost argue that Alave feels like he's a tier above, to me. But that's kind of how it feels. That I can agree. I mean, I've seen Sky go above him a couple of times, but yeah, like over, in overall ranking spots, it depends on the format. But you know, the difference is uh, is more. I, I have a lot of more spots higher than more than I have more above Watson. Put it that way. Um, and I think Olave and Kenny Pickett at 107 and 108 is is a choice. You know, a choice people have to make in their superflex rookie drafts. I think the top six picks are easy. You know, don't overthink it, and then. Uh, Pickett or Olave as a choice. If, if you need the quarterback, I'm fine going Pickett. If you don't need the quarterback, I, I'm fine taking Olave at 107. I'm totally fine with it as well. So I let's get it. in our next group of wide receivers. We have one more group of wide receivers after this and a group of running backs. So in okay. this group of wide receivers, we have Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, and David Bell. I, I had to throw David Bell in here somewhere. <laughs> I know I know the analytics guys, the F4 chat, they all love David <laughs> Bell because he got that third-round capital. But. Yeah, and, and apparently the Browns love David Bell too because they've taken themselves out of the running for Jarvis Landry and Will Fuller, essentially. Hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Hoping to land Sky at 109 and Watson at 111 in one of my rookie drafts. Yeah, I mean, Sky at 109 is where I've been ranked in Superflex. I have Watson ranked at 110, but I, I think with how high James Cook has been going lately, Watson at 111 is very, uh, very reasonable possibility. I'm, st- I'm still angry about that. We, we had the running back show. I like James Cook's tape, and now I'm not going to have any of them because it's going to be impossible for me to draft them. So, yeah. What are you going to do? And also, nothing um, is impossible. <laughs> if you're, if you're, According true. to my draft boards, it is. If you're still here an hour and a half into the show, um, like the video, subscribe, comment. It really helps. I appreciate it. You know, it gets more people to watch, more people in the chat. It helps the algorithm, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, I would just really appreciate that if you're uh, willing to do that. If you're already here. Just click that button. If it says subscribe, hit it until it goes gray. Um, <laughs> it'll be red if you haven't done that yet. Don't don't hit it too many times because then go back. Don't hit it too many times, yeah, because then you'll unsubscribe. Uh, but anyway, let's um let's move on to the uh, the next one. Yep. Uh, Pickens, Dotson, and Bell. Hmm. Uh, 
For me, it's pretty easy. Dotson, then Pickens, then Bell, a distant third. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. That's the order I have them in. I have the first <laughs> two swapped. But, you know, I, I have them in the order they were drafted. Yeah, so like I like Pickens' tape better than Dotson. Um, but as far as like with him getting the first round draft capital and the situation that he's in and things like that. But I, I do, I like Pickens as a player better than I like Dotson. So I'll agree with you there. Yeah, I, I see the argument going both ways. I, I just like Pickens because like Cook. most of his stuff was Cook, off the yeah. field. Yeah, Cook Pickens on this one. And algorithmic. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> algorithmic. I love that. Um, yeah, but I I just feel like the draft capital on Jahan Dotson is, becomes too much to pass up at a point. And then while I like David Bell, I, I also like George Pickens. He went earlier in the draft, and I don't know, I – I love Pickens. Yeah, I mean he, yeah. he's awesome. Thanks, I just Jesse. feel like I feel like if you drafted Jahan Dotson a couple weeks into the season, you could probably flip him for Pickens plus. Do you know what I mean? Because Pickens will probably be a slower like burner. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean Jahan Dotson is going to start. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. So yeah. like this year, it could very well be Deontay Claypool, Fryermuth. You know, taking yeah. up all the targets, taking up all the action, and so Pickens could be a slow burner. Um, whereas the hot, you know, Dotson's going to be on the field. He's going to be getting some targets. He's going to be getting some work. So you know, people could you could take Dotson and probably swap him for Pickens plus. You know, a couple weeks into the season, depending on how things go. See, that's fair. I, I just love the tape on Pickens. I know he took a couple of plays off, and I know that was a big thing. But Mike Tomlin does not tolerate that. So no, he doesn't. If he I, if he's doing such, that. Such a great landing spot for him. Perfect. I, I was so happy. I can't believe Claypool announced that. Aw, thanks. It makes Mondays better. I love that. And could you dive more into why you're pushing Sky above Watson? Um, okay, it's a good question. I mean, I had um, you know, I had Sky more higher to begin with. Uh, and I just feel like, you know, Watson is is more raw. And I just uh, you know, I, I, I had Sky higher to start with. So I'm not sure I'm pushing him above Watson. I had Sky higher to begin with. So to it would be the other way around. It would be if based on the landing spot and slightly superior draft capital, if I changed my mind and put Watson higher, that would be changing my mind. Uh, but I decided that since I preferred Sky originally, that uh, you know both landed in good spots. I, I think I would prefer. I do prefer more as a player, and then also the situation with Mahomes is more locked in than the one with Rodgers. Rodgers could still retire at any time. I mean, I keep hearing that he's going to retire after this year from time to time. You know, but either way, I I don't think Rodgers has five years left or even four years left at, at a high quality. I mean, there's one Tom Brady. I wouldn't bet on Rodgers being that. Uh, for me, I'm not betting on that. So Rodgers doesn't seem like he has the same. I just don't, I don't see him as a Brady. I, I think Brady has beaten the odds, but typically with almost every other quarterback, you see the wall come at 37 or 38. They hit the wall and they hit it very hard. I mean, Peyton Manning went from 36, 37, MVP, 38, done. Essentially done. He was terrible. He was the worst quarterback in the league the final year. So I, I just don't want to just assume that Rodgers is going to be Brady. So that's that's part of why also I prefer the Mahomes landing spot. Mahomes is like 27. I'm not worried about him. 
he has a 10-year contract at considering what quarterbacks are getting paid now this is a, we don't have to go into this too much but considering what quarterbacks are getting paid now isn't that Patrick Mahomes contract like the bargain of the century it's like it was the bargain like of the last century, year right? wasn't it <laughs> that's how crazy it is yeah it was last year but the, that's like a, a fucking bargain right i mean structure of it the way they did yeah. that contract, I, I don't know the specifics, but I know it's, it's very such a good deal for the Chiefs. But, you know, if you're Patrick Mahomes and it says you can sign this piece of paper and this piece of paper, if you sign here, it gives you one hundred forty one million dollars guaranteed. I mean, I don't know. That kind of sounds like a pretty good deal for me. Like I, I might consider signing that piece of paper. Just, just maybe <laughs> he just maybe would consider it. So I, I don't blame him for signing it, but from the, uh, the chief's perspective, I think it, it's a good deal. And it's going to allow them to have talent around him. That's more of a side topic, but you know, that, that locked in situation is yet another factor for why I uh, prefer sky more over yeah, a lot, Watson. A lot of people already didn't. I know a lot of people on Twitter are sad because he got well, such the perfect of, landing spot and it pushed him up so high for Sky. Yeah, Moore. a lot of people like both players though. A lot of people yeah, like both players. I like players. both of them. I don't dislike. I don't dislike. Christian yeah, exactly. Watson. I think that's the important thing to bring out is like people always frame it in a way that it's like because you prefer one player, you hate the other. Nobody's saying that, you know. Yeah, what I mean? no, so, nobody's saying exactly. that. Exactly. But I think it's so funny how people always do that on Twitter, especially. It's like I would say, if, if you say I yeah. prefer this player, it's like, oh, why do you hate? <laughs> yeah, people always, people always. I feel like I get accused of that more than almost anyone else. But I think we have to get down to like, you know, when it comes to like Rashad White, I actually don't have a lot of nice things to say about Rashad White. Like I really do dislike him, and you know I'll take him because he was taken in the third round. But I, I'm wary of a player like that. Yeah, like I think he's a good pass catcher. I don't even think he's a very good running back personally, but. Um, he's older also, which is just for a running back. I, I worry about that. You know, if we're talking about someone who's older, who's stuck behind an incumbent starter for years, I just, that isn't the player I'm going to bet on. Is it, is going to be Word. years though. Yeah. I know the contract says years, but Leonard Fournette's getting up there. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's- it's true. It's true. Uh, Rogers uncertainty. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Mm-hmm. If Rogers disappeared suddenly, and also, I do think that, you know, and I will consider this, if we get, similar to the Ravens, if we get to August 20th and the Rocket, the, I don't know what I was saying there, the Packers, I don't know what word I tried to say there, the Packers. Packers and Rodgers. Rodgers, yeah. The Packers' current wide receiver depth chart is their final wide receiver depth chart. I will consider more that Christian Watson is going to be a star in year one. I fully expect that the other destination we have the Ravens, they have nothing, and the Packers have not much. I think the Packers will sign one of the big three, Julio Jones, Will Fuller, or Jarvis Landry. I think they're the ones who end up actually signing Will Fuller. Um, they've been interested in Will Fuller in the past. We know, we know they've tried to trade for Will Fuller at other times. They were linked to Will Fuller many times. I think that they could sign Will Fuller. I mean, he would profile kind of as a replacement for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Just better. I mean, Will Fuller, at his best, is, is better than Marquez Valdez-Scantling, significantly so. So he would replace that element in the offense. And then you could have him and Watson. It wouldn't be as bad as it is now. Right now, they have one of the worst receiving cores in the league. Uh, but if that does not happen, then I will consider raising Christian Watson's value as we get closer. But... For now, I, I'm still assuming that the Packers have a move to make. 
uh, at the wide receiver position. I, they can't go into the season with only this, I think, personally. They definitely have a decision to make, but we're going to get close to wrapping up here. Next up, we got Wandale Robinson, Alec Pierce, and John Mechie. I feel like we might be a little mm. might be a little disagreement on this one. We might have some disagreement. Yeah, d- could have some disagreement. Evan, why don't you go first? Um, Mechie first for me, and then um, it's tough. The draft capital is really nice for Wandale. He has a good production profile. Um, but I like Alec Pierce a bit, and he's in a nice position as well with Matty Ice. So I probably I, I would say Mechie solidly first for me out of that group, and then the other two I would whatever your preference is. I don't have a major strong opinion either way. I like both of them, but I'm not like in love with either of them. You have to pick. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Wandale. Then I'm gonna go okay. Mechie, Wandale, and then Pierce. Got it. Uh, Ryan? I'm flipping the top, too. I'm going Wandale, Mechie, Pierce. And I will go, um, same as Evan, uh, Mechie, Wandale, Pierce. Um, (laughs) For me, uh, and I don't know, you know, we all had the top two as the top two, so I have Mechie and Wandale almost identically valued, and then Pierce in startup, a startup a whole round later. So not far off. I would say in the context of wide receivers, they are all in the same tier at that point. But, you know, like I said, I essentially have, I have it in my startup rankings. I have Mechie, Bell, Wandale, back to back to back. And then I have Pierce's is a good bit lower. So to me, yeah, Mechie and Wandale is kind of a pick on them. But Pierce, I I don't dislike Pierce or anything. And the landing spot of the three is the best, actually. I mean, Pierce landed in the best spot. But for me, he was clearly the worst of the three players by... By a large, a large margin, and he went last of the three in the draft. So if he went last of the three in the draft, and he's the worst player, just because he landed in a okay and just okay. I mean, yeah, there aren't a lot of other receiving weapons, but Matt Ryan is not, you know, a star fantasy star anymore. At thirty-seven year old Matt Ryan is not a star. So the landing spot is just okay. Whereas I would say the landing spot for Wandale is horrible, and the landing spot for Mechie is. I would say pretty bad. Um, you know, it's definitely, I think it's okay. I don't think it's bad. I think, it, I don't think it's great. I think it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I would say Pierce's landing spot is like above average. Mechie's is, okay. and Wandale's is, is bad. It's one of the worst yeah. spots. One of the spots I did not want yeah. to want to go. I did yes. not want a receiver to go to the giants. The only one that would have been worse was the Ravens. And even the Ravens, honestly, I'm not sure that having, I just didn't expect it. I honestly did not expect the Giants to spend a day one or day two pick on another receiver. I, it didn't even occur to me that that was a choice, really. I, I just didn't see that as likely. They already had the most expensive wide receiver room in the league last year. I just didn't think. But now, I, I don't even know what the Giants are going to do. That, that's the thing. I mean, they're I, – unless – I don't know. Unless they're still tra- trying to trade Kadarius Tony, or mm-hmm. are they just done with Kenny Galladay and they're going to they, – He's underwater contract-wise this year, dead cap-wise, but after this year, they can get rid of him and save some money. So if they're already just assuming Kenny Galladay's gone after this year and we don't see him in our plans and our plans are Tony Robinson. Shepard's also on a restructured deal. They can get rid of him. So our plans are Tony Robinson and then maybe someone else. So unless they're just totally giving up on this year uh, or they want to get as many weapons for Daniel Jones this year to give him one more shot to prove himself, I don't really know what they're doing, but... 
Wondell Robinson did have good production in his final year. Um, really good. And, you know, he, he just doesn't fit on this team. So I'll, I'll go with Mechie, who's playing in a more traditional team with a spot for him. I mean, Mechie is, I think Mechie is significantly better than Nico Collins. And Mechie, I would yeah. expect, Mechie's going to play. I mean, yeah. he's going to, whereas Wando Robinson, if Sterling Shepard is healthy to start, Wando Robinson could be seeing the bench like Kadarius Tony did at the beginning of last season. Whereas John Mechie, I expect to be a starter from, from the jump. So that's kind of why I would lean Mechie over Wandale. Uh, because you know what happens when a wide receiver, we, we see this every year, when a wide receiver, when you, what happens when you don't play? If you don't play, suddenly there's an infestation of failure, an infestation of failure. And if you don't play for too long, then you become Terrace Marshall. You become Terrace Marshall and then you're irrelevant. Then nobody cares about you. Nobody wants you. So I, I just don't like it when I feel like there's an obstacle, too many obstacles, especially on a team with a bad quarterback like Daniel Jones. Not good and runs the ball a lot. It's like your your worst nightmare for a fantasy receiver. So that's why I would go with Mechie, even though he's not as exciting of a prospect. But he was not a bad prospect. And then Pierce last. He's just kind of he he's he's there. I didn't. I think it was a little bit of a reach in the second for the Colts. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think he's all right. I think he's just uh, he's more of a, a deep ball kind of guy, like a big jump ball kind of. You know, he does a lot of things though. He's almost but, like a But people are saying he could be like a big slot type too. Um yeah, I mean I guess he could. <laughs> I guess anything yeah, possible. He's like he's a player I'm just not sure how he's going to yeah. translate uh you know to the NFL. I I'm a little skeptical, but they spent a second round pick on him. They're not yeah. going to just bury him into a no. And they have like nobody other than Michael Pittman, really like his far as wide receiver. So he'll get a shot, you know, which is interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll get a chance. So I'm not writing him off, but I'd prefer the other two guys. They're just better prospects. Yeah. I get behind that one. Nothing's ever going to top my uh, draft day value on John Mechie in my one league. I got him at three, seven. I was like, That's I was running laps. I was running laps after that one, but yeah, yeah, I thought that was ridiculous when I saw that. I was stunned that you were able to to get him at three oh seven. I traded up for him. The trade up included Terrace Marshall, of all people. (laughs) Wow. Well, (laughs) he's irrelevant. So, so, so there we go. So we're gonna close it off with one final group. I know there's a draft capital disparity here, but or discrepancy, not disparity. I don't know what I'm saying. Two two hours in almost, but. Isaiah Spiller, Rashad White, and Damian Pierce. One got day two capital and two got day three capital, but they're all going around the same ADP. So I, I thought, why not group them together? Oh, they might all be going around the same ADP, but I don't have them anywhere near each other. Like I have them in on islands. Like none of them are in the same tier to me. Like I have Rashad White significantly ahead. He's by far first. And then I have Damian Pierce second and Isaiah Spiller third. And they're not, they're not close. Like, we're talking in a startup. I have, um, let's see, I have Rashad White, yeah, about, yeah, a round and a half above Damian Pierce. And then, yeah, Damian Pierce, another round and a half above uh, Isaiah Spiller. So they're not, like, there's not a trench, but they're, I wouldn't consider them to be close in value, personally. Yeah, I agree. Evan, what about you? Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of tough because it's weird pre-draft. I liked Spiller by far the most of the three. Me too. So it was like, it's hard when you've got that in the back of your head. Do you know what I mean? So I understand. 
Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. It's funny. I was actually saying this on and um, talking to Jeff Bell yesterday. I said when we were doing our breakdowns of, of running backs, I actually my comp for Isaiah Spiller was Austin Eckler, funny enough. And it wasn't because he looks alike or they're the same size or anything. It was just because I was like, I feel like he's one of those guys who's not the most talented, powerful running back, but he's electric when you get the ball in his hands and you're like, you want to get the ball in his hands. You want him to be a playmaker. You want him to make things happen for the offense. And so it was just funny to me that he ends up falling to the Chargers or where else Neckler plays. And it's like, so I, I kind of feel like they want somebody to help out in that backfield. They've been trying to reach for that for the last couple of years. So even though he got the bad draft capital, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a pretty meaty role in that offense. Um, Cause Austin Eckler just doesn't profile as a guy you're going to give 300 carries to and a bunch of targets. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, I, I think, I think I probably agree. I think it's for, well, no, I would say for me, it's probably Rashad white. Then maybe Spiller, than Pierce, but it's only because, like I said, I just really loved Spiller pre-draft and because of my sort of like connecting the dots, because like I said, I think Tyler actually mentioned it earlier. My one, what I kind of wonder if it might happen with Damian Pierce is he might come in, he might take that role. He might do fairly well with it this year, but he's a fourth round running back. And if Davis Mills does prove himself and if Davis Mills all of a sudden looks like he is the future, um, which is an if we don't know, but if, if he does, and there's, they're feeling good about what they have in the quarterback room and all of a sudden they got a bunch of draft capital in a really deep class and they're trying to make a push to be a stronger contender it's not going to be great if they do exactly to him what happened to michael carter last year so i wouldn't want to be overly zealous on like going too far in on damian pierce personally um so yeah that's probably but like i said i would i would put probably rashad white first just based on his draft capital and the situation that he's in in his pass catching which is king for fantasy you know yeah yeah, I, I can get behind that. I just feel like it's tough at Pierce because, like, it's tough. Yeah, because he has the he's opportunity. Goal line back. Yeah, because you just never know. If you get the opportunity, Absolutely. you could run away with it. Opportunities change the running backs. There's just no. I also think people are thinking that this is the Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon Chargers. It's not. It's not those Chargers. It's not the ones Thank where goodness. you. No, no, but it's not. It's. It, I agree with you, but it's not those Chargers where you have two fantasy relevant running backs. Not anymore. This is now a pass first offense. Passing first. That's what they're focused on. They want to pass the ball. Um, you know, that's that's what they want to do. I mean, they they invested in in Mike Williams. You know, like they didn't have to resign him, but they did. And, you know, they hope that Josh Palmer can take a step forward. They signed Gerald Everett in free agency. They didn't have to do that, but yeah. they did. They did. And Gerald Everett can't block to save his life. So, you know, they have to be willing to explore using him as a receiver. Why, why sign him? Otherwise, yeah. he certainly doesn't block well. You're not signing him to improve the running game. Couple of things that do you think are really interesting, though, is that their defense looks to be a lot better this year than it did last year. But, on the other side of that, they're in this crazy division that's become an arms race. And it's like every game could be like 56 to 48 or something, which would be great for fantasy because there's fantasy points to go around. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be really fascinating to see how it plays itself out this year. Yeah, it will be. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the wild, wild west? Like, honestly. Yeah, it's, be- it's exciting times. That's for sure. Very much so. But yeah, I no, I, I just think. Yeah, I- we can finish that up. I just think it's important to note that, you know, the, the Chargers 
really changed every are going to change everything with Justin Herbert. I think you're going to see, I mean, even last year you saw so many more passing attempts. Just keep that in mind. But I think it's well as interesting to think about is if you look at Spiller's production profile, he never was this bell cow running back. He always was splitting time with people, but he managed to be really productive in the role that he had. So it does make me wonder, you know, what's up their sleeve with the way they're going to use him and Eckler. I'm not saying by any means that it's going to be a 50-50 split. I'm not saying that, but I do think there was a reason I wanted him and there's something that they've been trying to work out and it hasn't worked with Justin Jackson. It hasn't worked with Joshua Kelly. It hasn't worked with, you know, Larry Roundtree the third. Yeah. You know, no, they, they all suck. So yeah, yes. I agree that Spiller is a good real life pick for them. And he's yeah. a good handcuff too. I mean, he, he's a good handcuff and Spiller yeah. would be someone that I definitely would, would draft. I, I think it's interesting. You know, he wasn't mentioned in this conversation, but Bri- where Brian Robinson fits in with these other guys uh, yeah. as well, because he got yeah. good draft capital, but his landing spot is kind of, is not, is not good. So, you know, there's, he yeah. has to kind of, and you did see just off topic there, but somebody was throwing a question about Tolbert. Love Tolbert. So I personally really like Tolbert. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I do like Tolbert. Oh, we're, oh. we're thinking at the same time. Oh, haha. Yeah, I like <laughs> Tolbert. But unfortunately, um, his landing spot is, uh, you know, it's okay. But they just signed Gallup to that extension. Lamb is the one. It's... Yeah, but they've got rid of Amari and they got rid of Cedric Wilson, who, who he got a fair amount of targets as well. And to be honest, like, I know they really like um, Schultz there, but, you know, Schultz is he's just a guy like in my opinion as a tight end like he's a guy who's taking advantage of his opportunity and he's doing well and he fits in there but he's not like a kyle pitts level prospect he's not like this crazy athletic amazing tight end guy he's he's a guy and he's so i think for now it's like you know they need weapons they are a high-powered offense i i think tolbert is definitely especially i think what's nice though i guess this is where i'm coming from some of these other guys had nice landing spots and it's pushed them up really high and you're having to take them in like the first round nobody's doing that with Tolbert you're still getting him like what what is his ADP like late second early third now yeah yeah so I mean it's still a dart throw I think it's definitely a dart worth throwing you look at his you know yeah I'm fine taking him there but I don't want to oh no I'm not I'm not saying he's a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL or anything crazy yeah no I get it but I think he's definitely a dart throw worth taking especially if Gallup takes a little bit of time coming back things like that you know even on just the hype you could end up flipping him possibly for a um you know, for, for making some, some profit on him, but I actually really liked him. Like when I watched him um, and scouted him pre-draft, I really liked, really liked his tape. Um, yeah. Tape was there. I mean, like you said, Gallup coming back, you know, might take a little bit. There's no one else there. So I, I agree. Love you, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> um, who would you rather have Nico or Mechie? Uh, uh, Mechie. Mechie. Mechie, yeah. Mechie, yeah. The superior draft capital, better prospect will take Mechie. Uh On the clock, uh, David Bell, Rashad White, or Mechie. I will take uh, Rashad White. I don't know. Ooh, I would take Mechie. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was at a toss-up in my drafts between David Bell and Rashad White. Like Every draft I get to, I'm at like a 203 or 203, and I have to decide between both those guys, and I can never make the right choice. So uh, Give me David Bell. I would Bell. take White over Bell. <laughs> I'll go David Bell, just because. Being contrary, and that was really helpful. We all three gave a different. Yeah, all three different answers. Yeah. 
Is Nico worth a bench spot? I'll probably need to choose between Marshall or would, Nico to keep. I would definitely keep Nico over Marshall personally. Yes. Uh yeah, me too. There you go. I know back, you're. Back I know your rankings. Yeah, <laughs> I know your rankings are 1.75 tight end premium. How far would you drop McBride in the rookie rank for non-premium? Um. Uh, let's see. Okay, so. I'll, I'll go over the one QB. So I rank one QB and then Superflex tight end premium. So, you know, I don't, that just saves me from having to do three sets of rankings. I figure you can kind of look across and imply. So yeah. I have him in one QB, not tight end premium. I have him between Damian Pierce and Alec Pierce. So behind Damian Pierce, but ahead of Alec Pierce. So in Superflex tight end premium, then if I go across, that drops him four spots. If it's not tight end premium. So there's your answer. Um, and I, I think that was specifically for me because uh, yeah. I, I have. That's why I didn't page. say anything. I was like, oh, I think. Yeah, no, I have, I have my question. Patreon. He's talking about my Patreon sheet where I have rankings, rookie rankings. But yeah, I just, I, uh, I could do. I have positional rankings which are don't matter the format, and then I, I have those two formats for overall. I just doing a third format is just too confusing for me to keep up. So I, I choose those two: one QB, no premium, and Superflex tight end premium to kind of, uh, you know, give a good mix. And then Loving this question. Thank you. Um, Chubb and Ayuk or Walker and Burks? Uh, Walker, Burks. Walker, Burks, easy. Yeah, easily. Walker and Chubb are similar (laughs) in value to me, but Burks way over Ayuk. Uh, Jesse says, I got Tolbert at 308 in a 10-team league, so that feels good. Yeah, so it's 28th overall. Good. Yeah, good value, good value. I I um, I would do that. Yeah, I'm all in on that. So I, I guess that's, that's it. Awesome. That's it for the show sheet. So Evan, thank you for coming on. Please plug your stuff again where you're going to be up. Yeah, in the plug next your stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to um, check it out, Dynasty Debates. It's on Twitter. It's on any podcast listening platform that you so choose to uh, to listen to. Not on YouTube, just on the audios old school. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at FFEvolution. I do rankings over Dynasty Nerds, Superflex, Titan Premium, and do some writing over there as well. But yeah, Dynasty Debates is um, my weekly thing. So every week got new, new and, and fun guests so definitely definitely check it out um yeah and if you're here please it's the end of the show you've been here for two hours please hit the subscribe button please like the video please leave a comment after the video after we're not live anymore you can leave a comment so please 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 do that it's actually the comments are the one is actually the thing that helps the algorithm the most uh, more than liking uh is actually leaving a comment is what drives up the view numbers uh, is what we found and then um of course subscribing because uh, you know that helps the entire channel grow uh, but yeah, if please do those things, I, it, it would mean a lot to me. I, um, you know, I, I hate con- constantly bringing it up, but you know, just YouTube has been is a grind. So unfortunately, I just have to keep keep going on that. Um, and Jesse says thanks a ton. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is a great show, and uh, love the combos. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I think I think these shows have been better when we've been having people on. I definitely, uh, you know, I definitely feel like it gives me more of more of my best stuff, more of a conversation. You know, I think for me, I think the three person show is like a great format because, you know, you can have three different points of view, a conversation between three people. And there's no, like, there's no awkward silences. Like there is when there's only two people. (laughs) Um, So I, I love it. And I've really had fun. I've been doing it here and also on ask DLF and tomorrow, if you're interested on the DLF channel, it'll be simulcast here. If you want to watch it here, go for it. But either way, 
Uh, it'll be 9 p.m. Eastern, and I will have uh, John Hesterman on with me. Uh, I think that's right. Yes, yes, John Hesterman on with me tomorrow. Uh, and then next week on this show, same time as always, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, we have Rich, uh, Dynasty Island uh, from DLF and uh, a couple of other, uh, Five Yard Rush and a couple, couple other places. Um, uh, he'll be on here next week. So you guys nice. can look forward to that. And um, yeah, that's I think that's it. So yeah, Twitters and all that. I won't plug all the rest of my stuff. But yeah, <laughs> I will see you all uh, next week. Yeah, see Peace. You.